0: Literally, speaking of, speaking of millstones, that's, that's a good place to start. <laughs> to start. That's our quippy intro. That's there. our quippy intro. Yeah. <laughs> uh...
1: Do <you> remember <laughs> Welcome back to what the hell is happening in Temecula. Uh, I'm one of your hosts, Dallas. With me is Jeff Pack. Jeff Pack from uh, One Temecula Valley Pack, and uh, I'm Dallas, just from uh, the local lumber millstone factory. And uh, very happy to be with all of you. Uh, Some wild times in the last since we've last recorded. Wild Uh, times. Wild times. Just so much happening. Uh, I I don't know if this has been your experience. Well, I know this has been your experience, Jeff, but. I don't think I've ever had my phone die more because of the amount of text messages, emails, uh, <laughs> everything from Facebook to uh, different apps, all these messages coming and phone calls from people who are out of state now asking me what is happening, uh, which is how far this, is, this has been going. And when I would talk about how far this is going, I'm talking about the Temecula Valley Unified School uh, School Board, the, uh, the, new, the, the new three school board members, Kamarowski. Uh, Weirzma and Danny Gonzalez, who we've been talking about, who we've started this podcast based around talking about the recall of these three Um, kind of some big things. Jeff, why don't you kick us off with, I guess, the biggest thing that happened this week uh, when it comes to the school board, they hired a new superintendent and the process was less than interesting.
0: Uh, It was no, it was pretty interesting. Oh, I'm sorry, um, less less was, than uh, less than transparent. I forgot I said it wrong. Less than transparent. It was it was sort of, a sort of cloak and dagger, and it was a little bit on brand for being loose, unproductive, and producing less than what we deserve. Really, as as a as a school district, so. <clears throat> it was announced last week that there was going to be a special board meeting on Monday. So everybody with a job that's on the school board, forget about your job. You got to take the day off. They're going to have interviews for three finalists provided by HYA, which is a search firm that was hired and paid $50,000 to come up with three awesome candidates. Well, they were hired to do much more than that, but ultimately they provided three candidates for our school board members to decide on or not on Monday. Um, so they they arrived. Um, Allison and Steve, Allison Barkley and Steve objected to the agenda and the entire process. And then they were outvoted three to two and went into closed session and uh, remained there for about seven hours, I would say. Um, I think they returned at like four o'clock um, and made an announcement that they had chosen one with another three to two vote. And they announced his name as Dr. Gary Woods, which then created a firestorm between all of the different active organizations in town. Um, We had done our homework because we had people there who had run license plates and had done checks on who it could possibly be well in advance. And we had announced that his name was Dr. Gary Williams Woods. And the other vocal minority in town decided they were going to go with Dr. Gary C. Woods. And then tell us that we were wrong, which mm. we were not. So that then led us up to Tuesday, which was, what, seven hours again? <laughs> Another <laughs> seven-hour meeting. Started at 4 o'clock, ended at about 11. Um, <clears throat> and that, ha- that was chock full of activity. Um, well, even before we even got to the topic of superintendent, um, and we had everything on the issue from 5g once again the return of 5g fantastic or the the komarovsky strikes back part two however you want to <laughs> look at it um gonzalez learns about 5g however you want to decide it because ultimately that was approved they approved something that's not a problem with a 3-2 vote um they approved a ban all incoming 5G, although nothing is planned incoming for 5G or cell phone towers at all. And the contracts aren't up for 13 more years. So that was your unicorn banning of the night for them. And then there was a tremendous lot of discussion about the qualifications. um, And uh, Schwartz and and Barkley spoke pretty eloquently about the issues they saw with the hire as did several members of the public um, pointing out some things that were just a little bit shady. So did I capture everything of the main issues? I mean, uh, the the big ones. Yeah. The main, Oh, there's also the little point about them spending, adding another $170,000 to the POs for uh, potential and expected legal bills that are incoming. So, We just added another 200 grand um, because they blew through the first part of their PO expected numbers, um, which are pretty substantial to begin with. So,
1: well, the good news is, Jeff,
0: that money comes out of their pocket, right? No.
1: Oh, wait a minute.
0: Oh, wait a minute. Dang it. No, it comes out of
1: your pocket and my pocket.
0: Yeah. So, I, I think parents, when they're, you know, uh, getting into that minivan and stuffing a bunch of kids with tubas in the back and driving them to football games next next year. We'll can think back to nights like tonight and be very, very happy that um, Jen Wiersma, before she turns in her text messages and emails that pertain to a public records act request, needed to call three lawyers to find out if she could not include something in that pra so that was that was interesting to find out that the pras are a a major suck on the legal bills because really if somebody does a public records request you're saying i'd like all communications regarding the superintendent search between jen wiersma And HYA, the search firm. So I'd like all that communication, emails, text messages. So you would think it'd be pretty simple. You do a quick search and you put all that information in there. And then you just send them over. You just turn them over because that's what honest people do. They just say like, this is all my communication with them. Or I had none. Not in this case. Or in this case, they feel like they could say, do I need to send this one? Do I have to send this one? Let's ask legal. And so they ask legal pretty much before they go or do anything. The the, the uh, in, sitting governing board. So if you have that's, a question for them, you can pretty much guarantee it's going to be run by legal, and then you're going to pay taxpayers are going to pay for that just to see what they're allowed or they want to be able to say or legally have to say.
1: And that's Steve, always a
0: good sign. And I will say this: <laughs> Steve Schwartz made a great point last night. That he doesn't have to talk to legal because he generally knows what is right and what is wrong. And he doesn't have to ask legal for permission or look for an angle to avoid having to do something that is right or is wrong. Um, And I thought that was like a very poignant moment last night um, that probably fell on a lot of deaf ears because we have a governing board that's doing everything they can not to be transparent and not to do the things that they said they were going to do when they ran. And that's brings me around to the long, my last point, which is that's why we're doing the recall. And that's why the recall is being successful because we have a lot of people that feel duped by this governing board and by these candidates. And so we saw it on display last night. It was further proof. Well, uh, I think it's good that these people are a member of a church and
1: apparently their church teaches that Jesus wanted to do everything in secret and not let anybody know. You know, those old passages in the Bible. Uh, this group is infuriating on every level. And uh, the main thing that I keep hearing from people is that that is actually starting to get people who are kind of out on the outskirts of this uh, starting to pay attention a little more is the fact that these legal bills keep Keep rising and rising. And most people didn't even think that the school board had anything to do with legal bills. <laughs> it wasn't even part of their job or their process. And uh, the amount of money that we are now spending towards them finding out if they're allowed to send text messages to each other, uh, how damning those are, uh, is astounding. And I'm glad that people are getting involved. More information is at recallall3.org. That is where you can go to get more information about the recall, what we're talking about here recallall 3org And Jeff, we have guests with us today. I would love for you to uh, introduce everybody to our guests.
0: I, unlike my opening line, my opening monologue again, uh, I will try to be succinct in introducing them. You're welcome, Mr. Frank. <laughs> um, first, we have Dave Berry, um, who is a local father. Um, in the area that works uh, with us in the recall. And you've seen him on some of our videos and giving his testimonial as to why he supports the recall. Um, He's going to, and he is also one of the now famous Temecula watchdog dads um, (laughs) that refused the pizza. And uh, so we're going to ask him about his perspective, given uh, Mrs. uh, Wearsma's incredible monologue last night. Um, so we're going to talk to him, and then we have Christine Massa, who also was at uh, Alamos, correct? Yes, um, I was, and uh, and for that, but um, was also featured in another performance by Dr. Kamrowski um, at the very tail end of the meeting, um, which before he uh, did a a victory lap and patting himself on the back, um, basically made up a story. About a situation that happened at a recent school board member that Christine Massa was there firsthand for and has video of. (laughs) So uh, despite um, all of those um, things that seemingly would be working against Komrovsky in the retelling of the truth, um, he somehow found a way to manufacture um, a lie. So we're happy to bring them in today and have them talk about their experiences. And uh, we didn't want them to be in a, he said, she said thing. Dave and and Christine are are people in the community that care about the future of our government, the local government, especially. Um, They have nothing to gain. They have, they have, they aren't going to gather more signatures by offering this uh, the truth. Um, But considering the other people involved that do have things to gain by not telling the truth, um, I, we thought it'd be interesting to hear their perspective. Uh, so, I think we'll start with Christine, right? I think I said I'd <laughs> we'd start with Christine first. <laughs>
1: I mean, I think it's a free for all. Everybody, you know, feel free to jump in and say what you need to say. Yeah, but, and for, yeah, first and... of
0: all, guys, if we could get your perspective on last night in general, like what you you went you went to bed likely with you had to pull your eyes back eyeballs back down into the main so you're facing forward they're not in eye roll position all the time and then you had to close them and try to go to sleep and what what was your impression christine of last night
2: well you know in, in answer to uh, your what would have happened last night when i got home i was so riled up that i was up till about one o'clock I unloaded and reloaded my dishwasher. I cleaned my kitchen because my mind was just swirling from everything that happened at the end of that meeting. But it was, uh, you know, everything was really typical. They stacked the uh, people to get in the door as they, they have been a friend of mine told me she was the first one in line followed by at one o'clock followed by about uh, 10 of their supporters. So that's how early people get there to get in the door. Um, I don't know if people don't have jobs or what, but it was it was just typical. It was um, people making statements that are unresearched. It was, um, you know, their supporters heaping undue praise on them and the board majority not listening to anybody but their supporters, not taking logic into account, not taking research into account, not taking process into account, none of it. And it's just really frustrating to watch our school board become a free-for-all because of the majority.
0: Dallas, are you going to say it or am I going to say it? The the misuse of logic? Oh, I mean, that's, it seems to be. uh... (laughs) There should be somebody in that realm that should be able to, yeah, okay. These
1: three um, seem, seem to uh, not care about logic or reality in any sense. And their supporters, like you mentioned, only embolden that stance uh, by using almost everything you, you can say out of context and out of reason. And uh, it's infuriating because it is that they, they really employ that. Um, uh, I, I can't think of the right term, but it's, it's that there, th- these aren't, you know, these are alternative facts Everything that they're saying and everything they're doing, they are facts. They're not the facts that you believe mm-hmm. because the facts that you believe are, are true and real. These are the facts that we believe because of our heart and opinions. And uh, it, it's kind of crazy to me that that has just become we have to now accept that as human beings because there's a swath of the public that that is where that is where they are. That is their hard line.
0: This is the way I feel in my gut. So this is the truth. Uh, well, I think it's interesting, like the atmosphere there, I I just want to say one real quick thing about the atmosphere there. It's like, there's this blinded, unfailing approval of everything that they say or they do. There Mm -hmm. is not, you get pastors from Marietta that show up and talk about what an amazing job they're doing without ever talking about specifically what that job is. Like they don't talk about, well, I think this is a great use of $190,000 in legal bills. They don't say any of that stuff. They say things like, well, I think it's, you know, you banned CRT, which everybody exists, realize did nothing like you banned, but you did it. I don't know if your kid were to come home and tell you that you went to, they went to school and did nothing. And you go, and you did it really well. (laughs) which is essentially what happens at these board meetings with cheering and clapping. And it's almost like church. It's this weird little thing where it's like everything the pastor says, we believe right. Every single thing. And that's the part that's kind of kind of terrifying for us on the other side. Admittedly, we're the ones going, Ugh. we're the ones groaning when they're talking about some of this stuff. Um, so it's sort of the opposite of that. But what I just cannot get over is like the people that just show up and just heap and just this this praise that is just it's so immature in a way we're talking about local government like you know i say this all the time like i know a lot of politicians they're just people they're not deities like we don't need to treat them as though they need to be boosted in, in this like you should be able to criticize even the people you agree with they don't there's none of that and that's, that's the crazy part, I think, Christina, what, what you're saying, like the sort of atmosphere of one side versus the other. It's like a boxing match. Punch this way. Punch. It's crazy. So,
2: yeah. Uh, David, what do There's no think? Reality at all. And, and, you know, to use another uh, T word, Trumpian trope, um, there's so much of that what you're seeing and hearing is not what's happening, right? Like if you look at the... Yeah. Um, contract for the search firm, right? Had a very list of things that they were obligated to do for their process. Didn't do any of those things. And yet wow, they did a great job in an extensive search. And
0: Danny said they did it perfectly. That's not how business you know, works. Yeah, like, <laughs> di- like literally Schwartz read off like five things that they did not do at all. And Danny goes, mm-hmm. yep, that's what we expected. Uh- <laughs>
3: And everybody went,
0: yay. And we're like, we're we're all going, well, did you hear the part about how they were supposed to have resumes and applications? Did you hear about, that's what you expected that's on the contract that you approved.
1: These people are doing a bad job. So of course they'd be fine with other people doing a bad job.
0: I mean, that's right. right.
2: Yeah. Yeah. The bar is super low. No, the bar is just very, very low.
0: (laughs) Yes. And And I'll say the last thing on, on that subject about the bar being low is, um, where we were a year ago at this time with the board members we had seated the superintendent who was in place and to look at it now the board the the board members we have seated one is about to be certainly recalled uh possibly another and i won't say what the other one is and we have a superintendent who has literally couldn't find a superintendent's job in eight years. And all there are is superintendent jobs up and down the state, and nobody would hire him. So we've gone from an award winning superintendent to a, a guy who's been uh, a salesman for the last almost two years. That's, are we better off than we were 11 months ago? Uh, no. Uh, Dave, what was your impression? Oh, sorry. Well,
3: you mentioned immaturity, and I think that's one thing that I took away, especially the end of the meeting. How it ended with the comments from Jen Wiersma and Joe Kamrowski, it was immature. How they handled that was was immature and childlike. And I I came away from that meeting. I also had a hard time going to bed last night, um, thinking about everything that just happened in the meeting. I was I was embarrassed for all of us. I was I felt that there was so much pettiness. Um, that happened, and uh, you know, as far as the the you know, we hired a, a superintendent. We should, you know, maybe that could could have been a good thing. And Alison Barclay made a great point. That vote probably could have gone five nothing had they handled the process properly, and they probably could have found a candidate that they all agreed upon that they would be excited to bring in to this new position. So, um, the, it, last night was just a grab bag of it was a potpourri of of crazy things that happened which we have come to be uh come to be normalized uh, with these meetings and um and so it was just it was it was disheartening embarrassing and uh i just like you said we we are no no better off now than we were a year ago
0: and the expectations are low right so with that low bar mm-hmm. everything that even seems halfway decent is okay with us <laughs> whereas Prior to this, we would have looked like, let's find the best superintendent in the country to come work here. Right? That's 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 what we would have all have expected all expected. But now it's just like, oh, nobody died today. So that's <laughs> a good day in the district. And I think that's that's what we're talking about as it happens slowly, right? You you start to see things like, okay, we start banning CRT and then we fire the superintendent. And what are they saying now on the other side on the and these other social media channels, we need to get rid of the HR director, which we knew was on the list, but it just goes slowly and slowly and slowly until you start realizing we can hire a less than uh, qualified superintendent because it's a superintendent. <laughs> like we didn't hire well, the superintendent. We hired a superintendent. Well, which let's, isn't. let's be honest. I mean, this is, they're hiring favors. I mean, oh, that's
1: sure. what they're doing. They're hiring favors. They're hiring people who can't get jobs, who or wouldn't get a job anywhere else doing this. And in return, those people are going to do whatever Kamarowski, Wiersma, and Gonzalez asked them to do. Or Tim yeah. Thompson, the puppet master, asked them to do. Anyways, that's what's going to happen. He's it's leverage. Yes. Yeah, it's yeah. the new HR person, the new superintendent. Whoever they bring in, they're going to have these nice cush jobs, whether they're qualified or not. And because of that, yeah, man, we're going. I'm on your side. Whatever you want to do, let's do. That's what they're doing. I mean, it's it's... It's a ridiculous, um, it's ridiculous to think anything else. It's ridiculous to think that they're bringing in these all-star candidates to just take this district to the next level. Nothing you've seen would show you that or uh, insinuate that that's not what's happening. Uh, the opposite has only happened since they've come into office.
2: Well, and I'm a, so I'm a recruiter by trade. That's my job. And my opinions are my own, not that of my employer, but um, you know, I've looked at, the profiles of those candidates and as a recruiter, I would never present those profiles with the exception of maybe the, the the woman candidate, but I would never present those profiles to my client. They're job hoppers. They're people who have no stability in where they stay or where they work. I mean, it's one thing to have internal mobility in the district that you're in, but to go from district to district to district is not something That's got someone with a strong work performance would do. And I still have my question from last night, which no one has ever answered. They put that agenda together, what, Friday, uh, Thursday, Wednesday, Thursday of last week. And they knew that they were going to discuss the superintendent contract. So how did they know that they were going to find a candidate that they liked of the three that they interviewed on Monday? How did they know that last week?
0: I don't. I mean, that's the thing. You talk about. You talk about what you would present to your client, right? As a recruiter, right. so would, I would you also just give walk,
2: them resumes and backgrounds.
0: Would you? Would you <laughs> walk them in and go, "This is Bob"? <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: Essentially, this—that's what happened. Like, the, you had board members that were sitting there. Not they don't know who these people are. They don't have background checks. They hadn't checked them out before. They could be talking to a
2: pedophile,
0: and they don't know. When they're walked in, they have no idea where they've cleared anything. They're even eligible to work for a school. They don't know their name, their full name, where they worked before, where they live now. None of it. Because they weren't provided that information. And then they were told to ask questions. And they said, bye. And then they picked one. Like, Can you imagine interviewing anybody for a $333,000 a year job with car allowance, full benefit package, retirement package and you don't even know where they live until you ask them you don't know and that's exactly what happened and you had board members that are sitting there going hi where did you work last like that's literally what it was that that's the kind of thing that happens that's the kind of thing that happens at um i hate to say it i'm going to say it again mcdonald's <laughs> walk in and they go or you were, I worked at Pizza Hut before. Like you just, this is so unprofessional. It is so beneath the standards of the pay of the district of what this community deserves.
2: And from a candidate standpoint, it's a disappointing experience from them too, for them too in the corporate world, right? You walk into an interview, the interviewer doesn't know anything about you, there's no icebreaker questions. I mean it's just a standard interview practice that somebody's prepped and knows a little bit about you. You walk into the room cold. Nobody knows anything about you. There's no warmth in the room. I can only imagine that that's what it felt like. And why would you want to work there?
1: Well, and it's, I, think if, I think if any of these people did their research before they came in, they'd probably ask why we want to work here in advance already with all the craziness that this is happening. Dave, you were about to say something, please.
3: I was just going to say, and, and like I, I, I had mentioned earlier, Alice and Barkley said, it had the process been handled properly, they all could have been on board with a single candidate, but they, they like everything else, they muddled this, this process and here we are.
1: Well, it's just, you know, and I apologize if you guys can hear my dogs going crazy in the background as well, but um, it's the whole thing. Oh, look at that. Jeff's dogs, too. It's that time of day. Uh, But basically, we have people put into positions who don't know what those positions are. And now they're making decisions for other positions. And this is where it really starts to show off that they have no clue what they're doing. And that's not even me trying to be insulting to them. They just have no clue what this job is and how to handle it. And they're being told what to do. This is the next thing you got to do. Fire this person and fire this person. And then what? Instead of actually doing the job that they're supposed to be doing, they're banning cell phone towers in 13 years. They're banning critical race theory, which doesn't exist. They're doing things that make it seem like they're doing something instead of doing the actual job. And, you know, when we were kind of prepping to talk today, I was really, really pissed off yesterday. I got the third alert from TVUSD that there's now a third infectious disease being passed around my kid's school. Third. in in the span of a month. I mean, we could be talking about that. Maybe there should be a cleaning service system happening that's better than what, like anything that would be bettering for the kids in our district, in our schools. But no, we're not talking about any of that. Talking about 5G and cell phone towers. Meanwhile, kids are staying home from school because they're sick constantly. I mean, there is just so much stuff happening that pertains to the kids. We had another lockdown at the school, my daughter's school yesterday. We didn't even know about that had no clue there's no communication sent to us that we had a lockdown still no communication sent to us that we had a lockdown there are things happening on a daily basis that we could be doing better and we're not because we're wasting time on this nonsense and it's
0: really pissing me off as a parent i agree well as a former parent but yeah, I mean, thanks thanks jeff these <laughs> are things like these are things that um, we all want we all want to get better you have to get better as a person um, as an organization all, no, None of us are, are naive enough to think that Jody McClay is a deity or, you know, any of these people that we align with on a lot of these issues or have their priorities straight. They're not absolute. They're not without being able to be, you know, to question. Um, and that's, I think, the thing that is the biggest difference between proponents of uh, the recall and those that oppose it. Um, and yeah, and I yeah. you know
1: listen, I'm I'm not blaming anything on on these. I'm not blaming this the sicknesses and stuff on the school board. Although it is kind of biblical in a way. Yes. But I am saying that in the if this was happening in the last school board, I'd be just as upset. But at least I'd figure the last school board was paying attention. That's you know I would figure anyways. This one I know for a fact they are not. They are doing dance videos in their driveway.
0: Yes, they're doing dance videos. Um, yeah, it's it's beyond. I mean, listen, we can go on all day about the, about all the intricacies. I mean, it's a seven hour board meeting, and if you really want to understand why the what the recall is, right? The recall is we are going to ask voters the question on whether those this one or two board members deserve to still have their seat based on the evidence we've provided and the exhibition that they've put on display. So, but it's a vote. It's democratic. It's American. I keep saying this to people, even the fight with me, and I'm going. You want to stop the recall? You can't stop a recall. You can oppose the recall, but the fundamental under- misunderstanding of what it means that we're what we're doing is the problem. Um, and and so those that are just going to blindly follow their leader into the into the light are are going to oppose. However, there should be an area where us as Americans can question our leaders. That is the, what freedom is about. And, and uh, that's what we're doing. We're asking the question of voters because we have questions about our leaders. So I want to transition um, a little bit here into Christine's story. And Christine is going to be in two of these stories. But last night, there there was a uh, thing that came out of the last board meeting where Christina had some videos of Dr. Kamrowski's wife who had Made uh, the ASB president cry essentially at the meeting um, was seemed to be unhinged throughout the night, screaming and yelling at the TVA president, screamed and yelled at Allison Barclay, screamed and yelled at kids. I I don't know. Uh, and then last night, Dr. Kamrowski used his board report. And so, for people that don't understand, a board report typically on a on a usual day. Or in a usual board, it would be a, a board member saying, "Hey, I got. It was really nice. I got to go visit Great Oak High School this week, and I got to go learn about this in this art class, and they're doing some really great stuff over here. And I went to this training, and this is what I did." That's not how our board works. So, in our board, they use it for personal attacks, and especially the board president, the last two meetings used it to attack his adversaries in a political scope, in a political way. For some reason this week, I don't know that Christina is a political adversary, but basically got up there and read an account of what happened that is completely false in every sense of the term, and then tried to qualify it, tried to say, and here's the proof by implicating the director of security for the district into saying something that he did not say and does not agree with. So Christine, um, you know, tell me a little bit about that. Like, what was that like to watch? Because I... I think I could see you maybe on the video, but I, I either that or it was the the smoke rising from your head um, that I caught on it's camera. It but uh, it was it was no. a pretty out unbelievable moment.
2: Well, you know, you probably saw my gray hair because according to that other podcast, I am a graying hag. What they've called me. So, um,
0: oh, so- wait, wait. They call you a graying hag on the other pod. The point-blank truth podcast that never says anything about anybody they're not they're never insulting toward anybody it's just us that is unhinged they call you a graying hag
2: well t- in fairness I don't know if it was on the podcast because I don't listen but on their Instagram page they did
0: <laughs> yes that <laughs> is the gentlemanly way of of having discussions and an open dialogue in society right
2: Mm-hmm. Sorry, that's but my. You know, sarcasm. I own my gray hair. No,
0: that is a terrible okay. thing I to say about anybody. It <laughs> but you,
2: you
0: know you what know it what? is that they've they said a lot of things about me in the last week or so, and I, and I uh, I'm not to interrupt, but you have to have very thick skin to put yourself out there. And I should say this to Christine first, and we talk a lot, and Dave. Um, you guys have put yourself out front in a lot of these issues and it's very admirable and and we appreciate it as a pack, but it takes guts, man. It's hard to have somebody call you a pedophile and a groomer. Even if you know you're not, you're like, am I? No, you don't do that. But you're like, well, you don't do that. Sorry to Jeff.
1: It is hard. I mean, you say like you, you did, you don't start to second guess yourself necessarily, but you do have other people second guess you. Because yeah. they're going to, and it just feels just as bad, even though you're like, and then when you start defending yourself more, it almost makes it worse. Yeah. You know? Well, in so, public so comments
2: last night, I got called an anarchist.
0: Yeah.
2: In, in public comments last night, I got called an anarchist. Now I'm a Virgo. I don't know how many Virgo anarchists you know, but that's not typically a <laughs> Virgo trait.
0: So, I, I wanted to say, that I want to put this out there. Thank you guys so much for standing up for what you believe in, for putting yourself and your personal life on the line, your reputation, all these things. Like, this is what it takes to have the community we want. And you two are two great examples. Take it away, Christine.
2: All right. So, not to relive the experience of October's meeting, but, uh, you know, I'll just say that. Uh, to contradict Kamrowski's statements that the Chaparral president, uh, ASP president and vice president, I have known them since before they were born when their mothers were pregnant. They are my daughter's best friends. Um, I can tell you that the president has been at my house for breakfast this week, probably three days. I know their birthdays. I know their boyfriends. I know what cars they drive. I know the names of their siblings. I know these girls, young women as well Or almost as well as I do my own daughters. And, uh, you know, when I approached them, I did go up to them at the beginning of the October meeting. I said, hey, people that I clearly know, I don't want to use their names, um, you know, could you put my bag on your seat when you leave? Because I'd like to sit there. That happened. That did happen. Wasn't me uh, infringing on people I didn't know. Wasn't me trying to angle anything. It was me talking to two girls that I have known for their whole lives. So, um, so that happened. That's when Stacey Kamrowski, you know, horned in. So that whole thing went down. She said the ugly comment. She said the disrespectful comment, the chaparral president stepped in to defend me. Um, when she, when Stacy Kamrowski started verbally attacking the ASB president, who is a feisty young woman. Love her for it. Love that part of her personality. Uh, that's when I called insecurity. security. Unlike Danny Gonzalez thinks that he called insecurity. security. Jason Vickery did not enter the room until after I called security. He was outside handling tickets and letting people into the meeting at six o'clock. So how do I know this? Number one, didn't see him in the room. Number two, He called me and told me I wasn't in the room when it happened. I would have handled it differently. And last night when Kamrosky attributed the first person account to Mr. Vickery, I went over to Mr. Vickery and said, you told me you weren't in the room. And he said, you're right. I wasn't in the room. And I asked him, can you please say that? And he said, that's not my place. All right. I get it. He doesn't want to lose his job, right? He serves at the pleasure of, uh, of that board, if you will. Uh, I have nothing personally against Jason Victory. He coached my son in football. So I think volunteer youth sports coaches are A plus in my book. Um, so that's when I knew I was going to get kicked out of the room. <laughs> I <laughs> volunteered to take the bullet, if you will. And that's when I just stood up and said, you're lying. In retrospect, I hate that my choice of words because that was exactly Stacy Kamrowski's choice of words that I have on video many, many times. You're a liar, you're right. a liar, you're a liar, you're a liar from the October meeting. But he was. He was flat out lying. Allison heard it. Multiple people heard it. Allison tried to stop him in his narrative. He, as in his usual misogynistic way, caught off Allison. But I know the truth of what happened. The people who were in the room, um, you know, some of your usual players, Jenny Sharp. there was another teacher. We all came and surrounded the Chaparral ASB president and vice president when Stacey was attacking her to shield her from that woman. Um, we all know what happened. We all know the truth. I have some of it on video. The woman is a imposing figure, you know, she's tall. She's got kind of an intimidating look so you know not not making qualitative judgments about her appearance she's a tall woman right standing over a couple of petite girls that creates a power dynamic that is not just and puts the person on the other end of that power dynamic those those girls in a very uncomfortable position not her place to do that and incidentally well that's
0: that's the interesting part about this, right? This, this idea of utilizing your position, your stature, your standing in order to uh, force your will upon somebody, right? Mm-hmm. So essentially, this is what you had last night. You had Kamrowski, who is the board president, who went last as the board president in giving his comments and doesn't expect anybody to push back on anything. Um, so he can pretty much say whatever he wants in an open forum, um, and expect no pushback basically. Um, unfortunately for him, people are more brave than that. And Allison is one and you are one and other people that were there that said, no, that's a lie. And you know, that's what he's doing. This is what a fascist dictator tries to do. They, they try to rewrite the narrative That best fits them. Now, I have background on this. I know what Kamrowski is telling to other people in those situations. And that's why I was shocked. Because I was like, I know how he reacted to what happened last week. And it wasn't positive. It was negative toward the way uh, the behavior made him look. And so for him to come out with this whole new narrative thing, I was just like, what is happening right now? And so, yeah, it's a tough situation. I mean, it's, I can only imagine being you, like, what is what is going on at 1045 at night? We're hearing a, a bedtime story that's a nightmare.
2: And I wasn't going to let him do it. I wasn't going to let him get away with it. Now, there's no way that he's going to believe me over his wife or say that he believes me over his wife. But he knows who his wife is. Same wife who filed divorce papers, separation papers against him, Right. He knows what his relationship is with his wife. His wife can sit there with her smug face like she did last night in my, my husband's the school board president crossing her arms. But you know, my husband's a wonderful human being and I think I win.
0: <laughs> we do love Steve, well, he's a good guy. Mm-hmm. So let's, let's go on to the next fable of the, of the evening. And this was about a 15 minute, sometimes sobbing, sometimes cheerleading, speech about an incident that happened at, um, um, Alamos elementary school. Um, it was a morning where teachers, if you didn't know teachers throughout the city have been, um, uh, staging their own sort of protest in the mornings before they start their actual contracted shift. And they'll stand out in front and they'll hold up signs regarding, uh, this, the, their opposition to this board or in support of the recall or in stuff like that. And Dave Barry, um, to bring him back in, happened to be there in the morning because he is a watchdog. And Christine Massa was also there in the morning because she is in favor of the recall. So she volunteers her time to come out and hold up signs and encourage people or help them sign the recall. They were actually taking recall signatures off campus on that day. Um, And so, Dave, can you tell me a little bit about that?
3: Yeah, and if I can, Jeff, real quickly, you you express your gratitude toward towards both of us, and I I appreciate that. I do want to say what I do is is so small in comparison. I I just want to express my gratitude toward people like Christine and the others who go to these meetings. I haven't been personally to a meeting myself. I've watched many many of them online, um, and just my schedule just just. Hasn't allowed for it, although I'd like to, but people like Christine and Upneet and Jen Bach and some of the uh, people, I can't name all of them, but all of these people who go and speak the bravery and the eloquency that they that they go and, and, and speak with it, we have to do it. We have to call these people out. We can't let them get away with, with all of the lies. So I just wanna express that real quickly. Now, the Alamos story, um, I do know in the meeting, I, I saw earlier on during public comments, there was a teacher from, from Alamos who attempted to tell her story of what, exactly what happened. And it's worth noting that Jen Wiersma, at that time, when she knew what was happening and that the story was being told, she decided to stand up and walk away. And that is the opposite of good leadership. Um, again, with, with her and Kamrowski both at the end uh, doing what they did, that is not leadership to do what they did, to use their platform to, to make personal attacks like that. So that is why we're here, to call them out, now because this is, this is our platform. So what happened was um, in Jen, in her comments, she I, I had to go back and watch it again today because there were several lies, several lies. She claimed that there was people running political angst and chaos. That scene I would not describe as angsty or chaos. She said that it was a safety issue for kids or families who were looking on there were absolutely no safety issues. I can promise you that. Um, she said that she did not follow or and not harass the teachers. I personally witnessed that myself and spoke with teachers who uh, were there and witnessed it themselves. Uh, she said that the pizza party got canceled. Uh, it was not canceled. The dads, the watchdog dags, and I do want to be clear, I, I'm not currently a watchdog. I am a former watchdog, but the pizza party got canceled uh, by the dads who declined to accept something from her because of their disappointment with her actions. So what happened was, is that we got word, we have, uh, there were teachers who knew that she was gonna make a site visit because like Allison Barclay pointed out after Jen made these comments, the whole school is made aware when these, these uh, board members go on site visits. We were made aware that, that Jen was going to be there on that day. So some of us who, who uh, support the recall and gather signatures, we decided to go support the teachers as well because the teachers decided they were gonna stand there with signs uh, in support of uh, our efforts. And we would do the same to support them and also gather signatures. Uh, it's worth noting that that day in about an hour, hour and a half, we gathered over 30 signatures. Um, now we showed up we we spoke as a group we said if if miss weersmunk comes over we're not going to say anything to her we're not going to engage so we were standing there with our signs she decided decided to park across the street now she had the opportunity she could have parked in the parking lot right next to the front door of the school and go right in she didn't she parked across the street and that's fine she she walked across the street and she uh, came came right over to us and I have video of, of the whole incident and what she said. And she she came up and, and spoke to us. And she, I just I, uh, I wrote this down because I wanted to have it right. She said, I just want to let you know I'm here to promote the program, to hold my head high, to thank you for what you do and what you say. Uh, you, you can carry the signs all the way until the end, but I'm going to do what I need to do. So that's fine. She said that to us and she walked away. Now she walked up to a group of teachers to go... Uh, talked to them. They had no interest in engaging with her. And it was getting close to the time when the teachers need to go into school. So they started walking down the hill away from her. She followed them. And she was saying things like, and I'm pre- paraphrasing here, but how could you be out here? I support you. I supported Cola, which, you know, we, she, she had an opportunity to do that much earlier than she did, but they ignored her. They walked away. She then came a second time because she followed them up and she came them, to them a second time trying to say more. They continued walking. Now the teachers got to a gated entrance. They unlocked the gate and they went inside. Wiersma continued for a third time harassing them from the other side of the gate of the gate, calling them a disgrace. So some of our volunteers and I think Christine can speak to this. Some of our volunteers stayed to collect more signatures. Uh, when Wiersma left, they were still out there and Wiersma witnessed a couple who signed the recall and then walked to their cars. She then followed them, tried to talk them out of signing or, or you know, recanting their signature. But the couple ignored her, got in the car and left. So in that day, we had um, we had over 30 signatures. Like I said, a few people let us know they voted for her originally, but were disappointed with her actions. So they signed. We had zero parents complain to us. We had no negative feedback. We got lots of honks in support of everyone. Um, and what happened after was that uh, Jen complained to the uh, principal of the school. The teachers were then called in to make statements with the district's uh, director of compliance there uh, because they had to make statements to, you know, to, so that everybody knew what, it, what exactly happened. Um, and so every, they all gave their statements that they were not the ones harassing her. It was the other way around. And then this whole pizza party that she had, you know, got $400 to to get them pizza. Again, the watchdog dads, they declined the pizza party. There was no pizza party canceled by teachers or the principal or anyone. They declined it. The dads told the teachers they were declining it, to which the teachers offered to pitch in and buy them pizza. The dads graciously, graciously declined that, saying they all pooled their own money and they had already ordered pizza. So no one canceled the party. Everybody was you know disappointed with wiersma and her actions um and so that's the long version of the story
0: now do you think and anybody's they- heart heart sunk did anybody's heart sink at any point no you guys aren't getting the joke okay um christine so, uh, just quick, the,
2: yeah the, yeah Well, I just want it. So I don't want anybody to, you know, complain that we're hyperbolizing or anything like that. So just a quick clarification, um, Dave, because you weren't there. So when she left, there was a couple and their friend signing. She saw the couple sign, but not the friend. The friend wasn't signing because she had already signed. So when the three of them left, she followed the person who didn't sign to their car to talk to her, very clear that she was following that person, um, the angle that she was watching. And the woman I later saw her, she told me, um, yes, she made a, an effort to try to speak to me. And I told her I've already signed and slammed my card door. <laughs> so and that's,
0: and that's, I mean, put a little cap yeah, on listen, story. listen every, everybody's entitled. Like I, I don't have any problem with her going and trying to convince people not to sign and, and try to trying to make her case. Right. I do have a problem with how it then gets re retold as a victim story um, that, you know, that everybody is out to get her and everybody, the world is against her. She's literally sitting in the position of power, claiming to be the victim. In all of that situation, in the entirety of that, like, she may not have power over you, Christine or Dave, but she has an influence over teachers. She has an influence over students. She has an influence over that school admin, right? So her presence alone, there's a reason why they notify all the teachers that a board member is coming because they, she has an influence over them, right? So when you utilize that space and try to bully people and, and, and say, say some of the things that she says and then come around, come back around and retell the whole story in a completely different light... Boy, that's just really, that's really, really disappointing from a public, like you expect people in this position to tell the bare minimum of the truth, even if they don't recollect all of it. But this was a a fantasy land of victimhood that is really troubling. Well, Jeff, I mean, let's look back at how she got elected in the first place. I mean, that's exactly how
1: she got herself elected was by being the victim the entire time. I mean, all of her social media presence during that, that tail end of the election Was her pretty much being on camera crying, like literally in most cases, about how she was being so attacked for loving the students so much. This is the strategy that works for her. So there's no way she's going to abandon it now, even though it's not working anymore because people actually expect her to do something. But she doesn't realize that yet. So she's employing the same tactics that she employed during the election. And people are sick of it. They're tired of that game. They're tired of that character. They want to move on to actual results. And she is incapable of providing those. Uh, and, and that's the same thing. I mean, we're seeing that. We, you know, we talked about the Kamarowski story and, and his wife and them being bullies. And listen, I think a lot of people are surprised by that because I would say, you know, I didn't really pay attention to much of his material during the election. I'll be honest, because as soon as I saw him say something about 5G on the flyers, I pretty much discounted him entirely. But he didn't really come across to me as, as a bully during that election time. And again, he came across what I like to call an odd looking youth pastor. That's what he looks like. He looks like an odd and that's not a, a knock on youth pastors, but you know what I'm talking about. Everybody gets it. Uh, but he's gone from that to now. a weak joke about it, but King Kamrowski. He has he's a bully. His now his family is getting involved in bullying and going after people in. Yeah. And they don't see any problem with it because they picture themselves as power. They are the power in this district. They will make the decisions and we will follow. And they see zero problem with using whatever tactic they need to to get there, including what we've just heard, a bunch of lies over and over and over again. It's a strategy.
3: If I could go back and one, say, one more thing that she said was that she walked into a mob scene, which, again, Christine would would tell you that's not even close to what it was. It, it, but that plays into the whole victim that her, you know, her her uh, calendar was leaked. When, and Alison Barclay did a great job, too, that, you know, th- these calendars don't get leaked. It's not a big conspiracy. People know where you're going to be every time you go when you're a board member going on a site visit.
1: Sometimes I wonder what Temecula would do if they actually saw a real mob scene. Like, I wonder what would happen.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, if the mob scene is is Christine, like Temecula mom, and Dave, Temecula mom or dad slash Tom Brady, um, I can't imagine that you would feel as though you were being faced with the mob. But then again, I am referred to as a mob boss. So, you know, really, I guess it fits.
2: Well, remember, I'm the anarchist. The, yeah. the anarchist
0: mm. and yeah so we've got tom brady the mob boss oh. and the anarchist D- dallas we're gonna have to come up with a name for you uh, uh that's but, okay i got plenty of names in my own house it doesn't
1: uh, I mean, <laughs> on that. Just, one.
2: Yeah. that's true no don't, don't forget that and so dallas probably doesn't know this but i think um jeff i think you do and dave i'm not sure if you do i've known wearsma for like almost 20 years her kids went to Preschool with my kids. My son is the same age as her older son played uh, youth sports together. Not a parent volunteer, (laughs) never came to the games. Her uh, younger son's homecoming where I was didn't come to that game yet went to homecoming the following year and took lots of illegal pictures of kids. Um, we're not talking about someone who was like ever in a watchdog kind of person. Um, you know, I have friends who played baseball with her younger son, and not a person to like go on campus. I'm sure she's been on campus more this year than she ever was when her kids were in TV
0: I feel confident compl- and that's compl- and, okay. and, and, that's, and that's applicable to all of them, right? Like the natural progression for somebody that ends up on a school board is a teacher who maybe becomes like a a department head as a teacher. And then somebody says like, you know, when you get, when you retire, you should run for school board. You'd be great at school board or a parent that starts out as a watchdog becomes a room mom. um, Like I, you know, I did ends up on school site council. And then somebody says like, Hey, you should run for school board, right? That's the natural progression. But the, the three board members we have right now, we have a school board president who doesn't even send his son to the district that he's in charge of who's been here. I don't even know how long he's been here, but there's not any stories of Dr. Komarowski in the community as a person of standing who has, you know, I don't know, been a longtime baseball coach or something. And everybody knows him in the baseball community or Danny Gonzalez, who moved here in 2019 or 18, essentially. um, And barely has no impact on the community owns a business. That's in Alhambra. So basically has not, Had no standing. So this is a purely politically driven campaign and placing of these board members. And I I think that is really the part of the misunderstanding and disconnect because they do not know what Temecula is. They do not know how a school runs. They do not know who any of these people are, right? You don't know who Christine Massa is. People at Chaparral know who Christine Massa is. They know who Dave Berry is at his kid's school. They know who Dallas is. Like, you know, <laughs> they, they, they knew who I was know, in Jackson do. Elementary and Great Oak High School and Gardner Middle School. I coached for Gardner. I coached at Great Oak. I coached youth teams. Like, people know me. And well, yet still, I didn't feel like I needed to run for school board at that time because we had competent people running school board, right? So uh, yeah. that's that, I think, is the big problem here. Well, again, it, it
1: goes back to what we talked about earlier there. You know, these people, like you said, first off, they don't have a real place in this community when it comes to the schools and never have. Uh, and then on top of that, they were coaxed or goaded or whatever happened into running for this position uh, by, in my opinion, by somebody else higher up by, by their church leader. With you know, for, for a couple of them, I believe, was pushed into this position, all generated around vaccinations and masks and stuff. I mean, that's how all of this stuff started to unearth. And they found themselves trying to fight the good fight and, and get in here and protect the kids from imaginary boogeyman. And again, they've done this and not realized that there was actually a job to do that. I think they went into these positions thinking that they are actually here to like protect kids instead of actually doing something for the kids education. And they're like a deer in headlights now and they're mad because of it.
2: Well, and they're hypocritical. I mean, Jen, where's you know, breast cancer survivor she is and of course she played that very much during her uh cancer warrior i think during her campaign will be anti-vax anti-mask without telling people that chemotherapy saved her life right it did she had blog posts about it i wouldn't wish cancer on anybody i'm glad that she survived but don't play both sides of it
1: yeah. I mean, it, you know, it's one of those things where you're going to, you you she'll use what she can. They'll all use what they can to their advantage. And, and I, I think it's funny. I, and I, this is going to sound like a joke, and it's a hundred percent, not a joke, but it is interesting that the thing that really got Jen going is when we canceled a pizza party. And if that doesn't spell school to you, like, you know, I things got real when the pizza parties are canceled, <laughs> like a hundred percent, like, if my daughter had a pizza party promised at school and she came home and said it was canceled, that's cause some shit went down. It wasn't just a willy nilly decision. And I think, uh, and it's funny that those things, those minor things like that are setting her off. And it's, it's because those minor decisions aren't made because of just something willy nilly. The dad's made that decision because they didn't want to be a part of her and what she's doing and making a statement. And it's those little things that we're seeing more and more. And I think, it's, I think it's for the good. I, I'm, I'm so happy that more dads and more
0: teachers and more people are standing up and fighting for themselves. They should. Uh, there, there should be, at, a, at some point, an internal discussion with yourself. If you're going to hand out $400 worth of pizza to a bunch of men, a bunch of white guys in the middle of the week that don't get to have pizza during the week, um, and you're going to hand out pizza, and then they say no. I'd have to have a discussion with myself and my direction in life and how I've offended these men into refusing pizza on a Tuesday. So that's something I'm sure, I wish your mics on, they're all laughing, but except for Christine. And, <laughs> but I think there's, this, there's, there's a, there's a self-awareness here that's also missing. Right. In some of this, it's like this idea that how, how, how dare you refuse me? Right.
3: Well, that's, How... yeah, I, I, that's what I was going to say is that it's a, it's a self-awareness thing. And, and, and it's clear that, that it's, it's lacking there. Um, but I, that's what I feel so silly even talking about this story because it's just so petty that it was brought up. And like, I, like I said before, a, a real leader would not even be telling this story no. or feel the need to tell this story, but it's like, it's something that's clearly been eating at her, uh, for yeah, weeks there's, there's some issues
0: there there's this was there's a, this was a month and a half ago queen I mean, she didn't get to
2: have her moment her moment was stolen uh-uh. from
0: her i mean listen well, there's there's all sorts of stories that we can tell about miss wearsma and, and some of the things that she's wanted i mean she didn't get to have a pageant this year either because there there was that on the table that there was supposed to be a beauty pageant to, to make it the no model.
2: coronation we're, there was we're, no we're, coronation
0: we're, there was no coronation moment. There was no teaching moments for how to be a pageant queen.
2: Well, um, I, I, there's I a lot of disappointing
0: the, things for Miss Wearsma. The I pizza is it. just the icing on the top of the pizza. Well, it's her, you know, I said this in the first episode of this podcast, which
1: was, she is a, she's a cloud chaser. You know, she clearly yeah. wants to be a social media presence and an influencer. And she's using this as her springboard to do that. I mean, and, and I, and I don't say that as an insult. There are, plenty of people that do that and make a great living doing that and good for you. But I, uh, you also shouldn't do that and be in a position to dictate what's best for kids. Because usually <laughs> when they, you mix those two worlds, it doesn't end out great. And the other two, you know, Gonzalez and Kamrowski, anytime you peel back any layers, you talk about Gonzalez's company that he owns. Peel back that layer just one degree and you're going to find some really terrible things involved in his company. And these people, they're not only not community members necessarily, they're not upstanding members of whatever community they're involved in. And it's, it's very sad that they feel like they can come in here and start yelling at people and control things and be in charge of things. And as you've mentioned before, Jeff, um, they're feeling the pressure of this recall because they're realizing it's real. It's not a joke. It's not a sign in a yard. It's thousands of people who are residents, not outside agitators, signing the recall effort and they're feeling it and they're seeing it and it's are starting to piss them off. And well, maybe if you did your job, maybe this wouldn't be happening. Maybe as, as Dave mentioned earlier, maybe if you all came together with, with Schwartz and Barclay and actually worked together to try to make things better, this wouldn't be happening. But no, it's not. You didn't choose to do any of that. And so here we are. It's real. It's happening. And there's nothing you can do to stop it. So we might as well find a common
0: ground and move forward from here. I think, Um, I think I speak for everybody and I agree with you on that. Like I wouldn't even be here if it weren't for the, um, inability for them to do their job effectively for this district. Right. And any, even people fail all the time, right? Like they do in this role, they don't do things I don't like a lot of times. And I know we got to wrap up here, but I wouldn't be here. My literally my Christmas decorations might already be on my house but I don't have the time to do this stuff. There are so many other things that we all do. We're recording this in the middle of the day while we're all doing our jobs, but we're taking the time out to do this and other things are suffering because of this. This is not frivolous. This is not something where we're like going, Hey, I don't like that guy's face. It, it's this, we have very good reasons and it is, it's a recall three.org insert plug Dallas beat me to it, but um, I want to, we do have to wrap up because we all got to yeah, yeah. go back to our own jobs where we make money so we can spend the time on our off hours, ignoring our spouses and not doing <laughs> things around the house and <laughs> getting in trouble for that. Yeah, um, yeah. But we all got to get back to it. And I want to thank you guys so much a for your effort, B for coming on here. And I'm really, really sorry that you had to sit there and face just an onslaught of lies um uh, right in your face essentially and you had to hear that from somebody who is a part of our community and that you guys deserve better as people and uh we all deserve better as a school district and a community than what we're being presented with right now at the school board level so thank you thank you thank you and i thank just want to have- uh, oh yeah and come yeah, back please keep please come back and
1: talk to us more about what you're saying and what you're hearing I also want to thank the listeners who have put up with noises in the background of dogs and and machines whirring. And I (laughs) apologize, but like Jeff said, the middle of the day for us, you know, a lot of us are using our lunch break to do this. And uh, that's what happens. The
3: Amazon man is coming to drop a package off. That's the dogs. Exactly. Uh,
1: I will say if you, uh, if you follow along with the podcast, as Jeff just mentioned, I mentioned before recall all org is where you can go to get more information about why we are doing this. If you're on the fence, you maybe don't know, The information is laid out very, very easy to read and follow and uh, gives you a chance to sign there. If you are listening, you're not in Temecula, but you know somebody lives in Temecula, encourage them to go to that website, encourage them to sign the recall, uh, get this on the ballot so we can let the voters have a choice now that they've seen what maybe their first choice resulted in. Uh, It's as simple as that, democracy at work. Uh, Follow along on uh, Instagram as well. Recall all three on Instagram uh, and also on Facebook and uh, one Temecula Valley pack on Instagram and on Facebook is another uh, site that is supporting the recall as well. Uh, Cool. You like the podcast? Give us a little rating and a review. Why not? That helps the algorithm and helps people find the podcast and find out what the hell is happening in Temecula. (laughs) Uh, Thanks, Jeff. Anything you want to say before we sign off?
0: No, neither of you are getting paid because we don't make any money doing this. Just so you know, I'll consider this a favor and there's a burrito in it for you. So
2: um, thank
0: you so much for spending time with us.